Hello, welcome to episode number 175 of the Apple Log Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. You can have affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere. You can talk with a licensed professional therapist online. You can start your free seven-day trial with the code word Apolog. Just go get some online help. It's getting that time of the year. It's seasonal depression time. If you listen to this episode, you'll kind of know why. There's some some talk on this of uh, of, of, of from Seth of uh, a great loss in his life and. We talked a little bit about that, but this a thing like this uh, online counseling, this could probably help a lot of things with your life, anybody's life, really. Whoever gets on there, use the code word Applelog. I want to let you know about my Amazon affiliate program. If you want to shop on Amazon, you can support the show. So go to applelog.ca slash Amazon or applelog.ca slash US Amazon. You can also do it the old-fashioned way by going to apolog.ca and clicking on those banners located on on the right side when you locate your country. You can bookmark all those links, and every time you shop on Amazon, you will be supporting the show, and it will cost you no extra money. If you want to support the show on a monthly basis, go to patreon.com slash You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. You can cancel any time, and I said in previous episodes, I'm trying to pool all that money together to possibly fly to another country to another town and interview a certain person that doesn't really like to travel to Toronto much. So that's a tease. There you go. There's a tease. If you want to buy a t-shirt, go to appalock.ca slash shop. And you can also buy some music on there. If you're on iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show and give it five stars, please. You can like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash pod and follow me on Twitter at simonhead666. I don't really go on Twitter much, but it's... Uh, Everybody needs Twitter, right? Today on the show, I have Seth Richard of the band Laden and the Lion. He's also doing a solo project where he's out on tour with him and an acoustic guitar driving all over the United States. And he's actually doing a Canadian tour in the winter of all times. And uh, yeah, so Seth has plays over 200 shows a year and he's always on tour and he's always, uh, you know... He's always been around, and he's been around for a while. And here you go. Here's our conversation with Seth Richard from Layden and the Lion on the Apple Live Podcast. Are you uh, are you driving by yourself? I am. I am alone. So. How's that feel being on tour by yourself for once? Uh, it, it's it's pretty awful. Um, it's a it's a long story why I'm by myself. Pretty awful at that actually. Yeah. Um, I almost didn't even come on the tour. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I, my best friend actually just committed suicide. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, so um, her brother-in-law was the guy that was actually coming with me on this tour to help load in, load out, sell merch. And uh, I canceled the, the American shows before so I could spend time with the family because they're actually having her celebration while being canceled. That is unbelievably sad. I am so sorry to hear about that, my friend. Yeah, it definitely, um, you 
know, I've been doing this like for the last five years and I don't have really any time off. You know, I have two boys that are growing without me. It's been rough, you know, trying to make it work. And if I don't tour, I can't support them. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a, a turning point in my career where at the same time, I'm asking myself if it's even worth it. You know, like, yeah, it's crazy because you're the first person that I'm telling or talking to about this, uh, which is OK. Uh, obviously, I'm in a car for like another 12 hours. So all I have is time to think. So, yeah, well, I'm 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 part of the club. My brother also took his life about 10 years ago now. So it is the time of the year. It's seasonal depression, and it's a uh, it's a very very tough thing. We all deal with it in a certain way, and right. and we all have to cope with it. And some people can't, and it's very sad when 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 you you think that somebody is your best friend, you could probably could have saved or helped, or but they don't they don't want help. You know that's that's the yeah, tragic they part. They don't tell you they don't. Yeah, they don't ask anything or tell you even the smallest problems wrong. And the way she did it was so gruesome hmm. and selfish and just just literally disgusting mm-hmm. to just like leave everybody to find her. And it's just it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, my brother he went to a hotel and just took a bunch of pills and drank a bunch of booze, and that was that was the end of his life. But. He, uh, I mean, that's how I hear a lot of people would do it. You know, like yeah. that's how I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Just because you as won't... awful as that is. Yeah, absolutely. Like he lived on my parents' property, and he wouldn't want to have like where where did Andrew go? Where would he go? And then have to go find yeah. him. And he, at least he had some sort of common decency to uh, to shade. You know, possibly give a, like a, a poor housekeeping person PTSD. But at the same time, that's that, yeah. you know that's horrible. It's a horrible thing to deal with, and I'm very I'm. It's interesting. I mean, we all need, everybody needs to put themselves in check and they all need to sort of understand where they are and who they are and what they, what their place is. And some people right. can't, you know, they just can't. And that's why they do what they do. Yep. Yeah. So, um, going on tour, you start tomorrow, right? First show? Yep. Yep. Um, being that I canceled all those shows, I actually got home, picked up my wife and kids and I headed to, uh, Tennessee to uh, spend some time with that family. Mm-hmm. So I literally have like uh, 32, 34 hours to get to Montreal. So mm-hmm. I'll probably get there and then go to sleep for like four or five hours. and Then it'll be time to load in. Mm-hmm. Um, I Actually, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get in or, or whatnot. I've been hearing people talk about snow tires and stuff like that, which is... The law in British Columbia and Quebec, from what I understand, I bought all season tires. I think you'll be you'll be okay if they're relatively new all seasons. You'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Has it been pretty rough there, or it's really okay right now? I um, mean, think upstate New okay. York has more snow than we we do. We have no snow. It all melted. There was a really weird freak warm period last week, and it all melted. So. We're in a we're in a state of uh, we got we did snow but it's like flurries but and it's a little bit cold but it's I think you'd be you know hopefully it sticks around for you and you're coming through Montreal and going through Toronto over is this sort of your first time as a as a solo artist in in oh Canada? no I mean it started off as a solo okay the whole thing and um, I mean I, I do everything in the studio with Aaron just us two I don't have a band okay. I hire people to tour with and the guys that were 
um, coming with me. The drummer ended up quitting. And I tore so much that I didn't have time to find anyone to replace him for the Canadian tour. And I actually still having trouble finding a drummer. Yeah. A lot of people just, just don't want to live that life anymore. And they know it's hard. And they don't want to tour all the time. And yeah. Most of my friends are the people I know have kids. I just, I started this real, at the, really at the wrong time in my life. It's just, it's the way it worked out. Yeah, how how old were you when you started sort of getting some notoriety with your band? Um, with this band, let's see, I'm 30. I was about 25. It's been about five years, um, four years touring full time. See, 25. I mean, I've, I've been on tour different. since December. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and you have you have children. You there? Hello. I think I just lost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Do you do you have oh, two, you. you have children and everything? Yeah, I have two boys. Um, How old are they? Actually, that's where I got the band name. Okay. Uh, my oldest son will be seven in July, and his name is Lady. Mm-hmm. And my youngest is about to turn five this month, while I'll be in Canada. And uh, he's autistic. Mm. He doesn't talk, but he used to make little lion noises. He had this little lion stuffed animal he would run around with. And, make noises so that was where Layton and the Lion came from. Oh that's that's cool. That's cool. So so you've always been in the music, always played in bands, or did you um like you say you came into it late. Twenty five isn't that late in life. I mean that's still pretty still pretty young. Well I guess when I say like when I say late, like I already had I had kids. I was married. Yeah. Um but I mean I've been playing music since I was about like twelve, thirteen. Growing up in Louisiana we have an entertainment law that says age doesn't matter. You can play in a bar, you can play in a club, you can play in a casino, you can play anywhere as long as you play your music and you get out, pretty much. So I've been playing in bands for a long time. Um, I just kind of recently started being able to um, do it as a living within the last five years. Yeah, yeah. How many shows do you do a year as a, a, a on, on tour? Usually I'll have, if I'm lucky, like five days to seven days off a month kind of equals out to pretty much like most of the time like around 300 um, days a year Uh, last year was probably the least amount of touring I did because writing the record and doing all that kind of took a while and trying to figure out what I was going to do as far as uh, booking agents or whatnot and just all that business side of it just kind of screwed me from last year. So I just kind of picked back up in December and haven't stopped yet. Right. This is a, I mean, this question is, take this question in the spirit for what it, how it's intended, but how do you keep it up? Like, how do you keep it interesting and exciting? What's your, for writing songs or for touring and, and keeping that lifestyle together, how do you cope Oh, that's, that's honestly, I mean, that I'm asking myself that right now on this drive. Um, I'm not really sure. The writing the music has always been really simple. And uh, I feel like I always have something to say, especially since I've had kids. And a lot of strange things have happened over the past, like, eight years. And uh, I've just always had something to write about. The touring part, I still don't know how I do it. 
And honestly, my wife pushes me. I tried to quit uh, about two years ago, and that was when Aaron had given me a call and wanted to produce my record. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't quit now. Hmm. And, uh, now I'm kind of going back into the slump of things, or like maybe I need a break or or whatnot. It, it's just it's it's up and down for me. It's really difficult to keep going because every time I go home, my son's hair is longer. I'm like, oh my god, or you know, they they just learn so much, and I'm literally missing their entire lives. And honestly, I haven't really moved up too much, if that makes sense. Yeah. I stayed pretty steady as far as I can make a good living, but I have to tour, you know, 300 days a year. I can't slow down because if I do, then they don't eat. Yeah. It's such a. So it's really hard. Yeah, to absolutely. Keep going. I'd imagine it'd be the hardest thing because, like, people work jobs too. I mean, people work jobs that are normal jobs, considered quote unquote normal jobs, that right. they also just barely make a living. They just barely get by. And they right. barely. The trouble part of it is that, you know, I mean, it's very. I mean, it's tough to get by in life. And, and I, you know, I played music my whole life too. And I toured in bands. And there was just a time in my life where I'm like, yeah, you know what? My kids are getting older too, and you know I just really did. And I had other things. I mean, like I, I still record bands. I work in the arts a little bit. But uh, do you have anything sort of on the side that you do that's close to music? Not at all, man. I'm really not good at anything <laughs> musically <laughs> except the instrument parts. Uh, I, I, I'm horrible at trying to record. Uh, you know, I, I know my music. I don't really know other people's music as far as like producing records or whatnot. Um, the, the playing part and the performing part has always been why I'm able to do it. You know, like once I get on that stage, everything else just kind of goes away. But when I get back off, my mind starts working again. You know, and I have really bad anxiety mm-hmm. as far as that goes. But on stage, it's like everything just disappears. I guess that's kind of why I keep doing it. Yeah, so a lot of people say it's uh, it's 300 whatever they say it's 23 and a half hours of bullshit to get uh, a half an hour of bliss. Um, oh yeah. You know, a friend of mine said that Great. up here, and it, that's exactly it. I mean, touring is it's 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 exciting for about five days, in my opinion. Like I can go five days, and then on the sixth day, I'm like, I want to go home. I can't <laughs> I can't yeah. do it anymore. I did you know a few European tours. I was gone for thirty days, and that was enough. You know, and I didn't even meet anywhere close to doing three hundred shows a year. But that was enough for me. Like 70 or 80, that's where I start. That's my breaking point. I can't do any more. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting to that point, um, especially now that um, I'm having trouble getting a band together and keeping a band together. Yeah. I'm pretty much just bleeding out money trying to hire people, you know, because I'm not a big band. I don't make a whole lot of money. Most of these guys want, like, 100 or $150 a night. To play a show, and I end up paying them out of my pocket. Yeah. If if one night maybe isn't a good guarantee or whatnot, so it's it's really rough. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like you're asking all the questions that I'm literally thinking about <laughs> on this drive, and it's like, well, I mean, I guess I, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you all the truth, and I guess for people here, they're gonna be like, wow, this guy's so depressed <laughs> and crazy. Well, I mean, honestly, you're driving for 30 hours by yourself on the road, uh, and and you know you have a, you had somebody that was supposed to come with you, and they can't come with you for crazy reasons. 
And dude, I believe me, I I've I've had those contemplative drives myself. You know, where yeah. I have to, you know, I worked for a band, I drop them off, they fly to Los Angeles and do a show, and I have to drive from Charlotte to like Salt Lake City nonstop kind of thing. And that's right. that's the most depressing drive ever. And it's like I said, if it was my if I tried to do that tomorrow, I don't know. I don't know if I could. You know, I just got off a four day tour, and that to me, that's a record. Four days. That's enough. That's all. Yeah. I need. That's enough for me. <laughs> I want to just yeah, go home. Yeah, I just pretty much made that almost that same drive. I the tour I was touring with Aaron and, and Noah Gunderson, and the tour ended in Sacramento, California, and, and I had to drive from Sacramento to Salt Lake City, all the way back to Florida, and the tour started in Ithaca, New York. So I literally did Ithaca to Sacramento, of course, a bunch of places in the middle, and then all the way back to Florida, and then to Tennessee. And then back to Florida, and now I'm heading up to Canada. Yeah. So. Where it's, it's warm. It's a whole lot. Super of warm up here, man. It's tropical. <laughs> yeah. So where, where are you from Florida? I'm originally from Louisiana. Louisiana, but I actually okay. moved to Florida. What part of Florida so are you from? A, I am on the Panhandle, uh, Santa Rosa Beach. Oh, uh, oh my God. That's, that's my most favorite. Destin and like uh, Grayton Beach. Yeah. Uh, the, the, oh, yeah. We, li- we live like right by Grayton. Oh my god, that's my most favorite part of Florida. Like my most yeah. that could be my second most favorite part of America. I love Santa Cruz and I love I love Destin is is that's my favorite place. We drove down there a couple of years ago. My parents stay in that park uh for like 2 weeks at a time. Yeah. It's the most beautiful beach in the world. Yes, we love it. And my wife is is from there, like born and raised only knows that you know so it's it's home now for me i could never really go back to louisiana mm-hmm. uh, I, I just i fell in love with florida especially when i go up north i just can't wait to go back down south yeah i tell so many, even 85 degree weather right yeah. now i tell so many people hey i go to we go to florida like maybe once every other year and they're like Ugh. and i'm like what are you talking about this part where i go it's the most beautiful part of you know of America where there's like the Starbucks there and they changed I think to is the Hawaiian Coffee Company or something. Uh, yeah, that's where the internet was, where we get the internet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then we oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love that part of town. I love that part of America. And a lot of people don't know about it. That's why we maybe we should keep our mouths shut. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, like there's nothing. There's no hotels. There's no fast food. You know, there's. You know, it's mostly like the older people yep. or, you know, some younger people, but it's it's just really relaxing and pretty. And I mean, we still drive our, our 4x4 down on Great Beach, yep. which is the only place you can do that. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty, I love it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. I'm glad you call that home. That's that's pretty, I mean, if I lived there, I probably wouldn't want to leave there. So uh, it's, you're a pretty oh, no. brave man to be... Uh, getting out in the road and you know it's i mean honestly i've talked to a lot of people about this and a lot of people say that this they were born with this this is something that they it's in their blood and soul but there's people like me that i believe i believed that you know like 10 years ago and now i'm 48 i'm turning 40 i'm turning 48 this year and i am i found the priority of music for me is like i love to do it so i don't want to i don't want to share it with anyone does that make sense? Right. Yeah. You know, yep, I, want, totally. I want to keep it from me. And if I like it, then maybe other people like it, but that's as far as it goes. So, I mean, right. do, do you find yourself, 
I mean, everybody kind of in their way wants to be Bon Jovi in a, a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know? Um, did you did you ever, like, I mean, like, it's a realistic part of playing in your own thing, doing your own thing. Like, did you ever consider that? Did you ever have labels come, like, ca- talking to you and find, like, what was, the, I mean, did you, did, I mean, you obviously have a label behind you, but did you ever sort of, like, get enticed or someone try to entice you into something? Not really. Um, the only people I've ever talked to really business-wise are Graham, his Graham at Little Rocket, and I talked to Vinny for a while with Paper and Plastic. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I, I still don't. There's still so much that I don't know about all that. I have a whole lot of people contact me, and most of it's all paid economy play if you want to say that yeah they want you to pay up front for their services to book this tour or whatnot they kind of take advantage of artists who are, are starving to, to play and and book these tours uh, there's no guarantee in that there's no guarantee you're gonna make money there's no guarantee in anything mm-hmm. so honestly as far as the business goes i get the most of that you know people trying to make me pay for something other than that like booking agents Everybody, labels and stuff, they, they don't listen. They don't want to hear it. You know, if you're not somebody already or you have a connection in it, you know, they're not taking chances on new bands too too often anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that part's kind of gone now. I mean, there was a time in the, in the 80s and 90s where people were investing in bands and they lost too much money. I mean, but yeah. it didn't necessarily make the, a wrong thing, but... I mean, I had someone explain this to me who was in the record industry from the 80s up until present day. And, and they kind of liked the model where there was a team of people working that were all kind of good at what they did. Like, I'm, uh, uh, there's the person that gets you on the radio. Here's the person that makes you look good. Here's the person that does your press. And, and now it's sort of like everybody needs to not only be really good at writing songs, but they also have to be really good at business. And yeah. sometimes musicians you know, the room's spinning, but some of them aren't really good at, at business, right? So what's oh, going to... I'm, I'm horrible at it, honestly. So what's going to happen <laughs> is that there's going to be a lot of music come out that is put out by good businessmen and maybe not such good musicians. And that's right. maybe a little negative way of looking at it, but it's kind of the way it is. If, if, if this is the trait where I have to be good at, I have to wear several hats. I have to be good at recording my music. I have to be good looking. I have to um, be good at talking to people. Like musicians don't necessarily have to be any of those things. Right. And be great musicians at the same time. Oh, I think yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty... I, I don't even really know what to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of lost for words. Like it's... It's frustrating, you know. Um, basically, all I do is book shows and play the shows. You know, I have no mind frame for the business side whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to send out things for public, like uh, publicity, like with New Noise magazine and stuff like that. And I used to get in there, and now it's like I can't for some weird reason. Um, I haven't had one lick of American press on this new record at all. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's come out, like with Melanie K and stuff like that, it's all in Canada. You know, like honestly, it's starting to look like this could be one of the best tours I do, just because you know that's where everything's coming out. That's where everything's kind of being pushed. 
yeah. that aspect, you know, because um, I can't get anybody to pay attention in America whatsoever. Yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of a thing, too. I mean, a lot of the larger, even England has a tough, like, people have a tough time getting, like, uh, getting a break in England. I mean, the weaker yeah. bands put out several records and were huge in, like, Europe, but they couldn't, they couldn't get arrested in England. And now, <laughs> you know what I mean? And here they are, what well, their last two records did really well. But it took a long time, you know, for them, you know, and now, unfortunately, I think they're kind of on ice, but it took a lot of work to get them to certain spots and i couldn't even imagine what's happening down there right now not just with socioeconomical crap but uh just art in general and yeah you know and it, why don't you just why don't you just guys just move up to canada where it's nice we're nicer <laughs> up here just do that oh no totally i would totally do that my wife would kill me though because she loves the heat and the humidity yeah and the water and you know um like i said my youngest son is autistic and he just started in a special school. Yeah. He's he's pretty much set up for life now. And his thing is water. He has to have water pretty much year round. He has to be able to swim. Really? You know, he's an amazing swimmer. Yeah. He's just, he's got hair down almost to his butt. Like he is just the typical Tarzan in the water. You know, like (laughs) I'm just going to get naked and I'm going on the beach. You know, he just, he has to be wet all the time. He loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's very cool. I'm glad to hear about that. The uh, I mean, God, I'm so I actually I'm kind of jealous of where you live. I really am right now. When I look, <laughs> I look at the window, well, it's it's cold right now. But um, so you don't you don't do any other jobs? Do you just like do you deliver pizzas when you're at home? Like how do you how do when you're uh, not nothing? Huh? I'm never home long enough. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've actually been thinking, you know, like especially lately, not like since everything has happened, you know, life is so short. I'm mm-hmm. starting to realize that anything can happen to me any day. Anything can happen to my kids, my wife. Yeah. And I feel like if, if something happens to me, then that's where I want to be. I want to be able to spend as much time with my kids and my wife as I can. And that's kind of where I'm falling into now. I'm starting to think of other things that I might be able to do at home, um, which it's funny that you know Great and stuff because there's a beer company there called Great. Uh, beer. Yeah, yeah. And there's a brewery, so I've actually been thinking about trying getting into making beer, and because uh, I love beer and I love whiskey and stuff, and yeah. I think I'd be good at doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, well, there's. Know, I also went to nursing school as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for basically for your for your for your child, or because that's or is that where you just uh, the nursing part? Yeah. No, I mean, I did. I graduated early in school. Um, and I went straight to nursing school out of like 17 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, I worked yeah. in the ER for a while and when I met my wife, and things just got kind of rough. Uh, I worked in the oil field, man. I've done it a lot. Really? You, well, you have such, it sounds like you have a pretty strong uh, work ethic. I mean, obviously, if you're out on tour for 300 days a, a year, then that's definitely a beyond strong work ethic. So even if you tomorrow hung up the gloves and said, I don't want to play music anymore. I want to play music, whatever, just for my own like, you, right. you'll find something. Because people that, yeah. people that sort of give out positive energy, it all comes back. I mean, it sounds hippy-dippy, but it's totally true. Right. You know, like I would be a little down, you know, because obviously I'm doing this because I love music and I love playing it for people, um, which I would never stop doing. True. You know, even if I did a month tour in Canada every year, I'd be happy. 
you know, or, or a month tour in America and, and just go back to my job and make beer or whatever, um, I would be okay with that, you know, but, but trying to do it full time and not really moving up, you know, I've never really toured with any big bands. There's, I've, I've kind of plateaued in a way of my crowds, you know, I can't move into those little bit bigger venues. I'm still doing, you know, 300 cap rooms in America and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just kind of like plateaued and people don't want to pay you any more money and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Aaron, obviously, being a drummer for Under Oath and stuff, you know, he helps me out as much as he can. But now that Under Oath is kicking back in, he, he's so busy that, you know, there's not much he can do for me. And obviously our music musical styles are night and day, so I can't tour with those guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just being the headliner all the time and not really getting to kind of try and move on has been kind of rough. And then, you know, obviously just getting to the point where my kids are more important. Yeah. It's, I, I've also had that conversation with people before that, uh, once you have kids, you start understanding the concept of selfless selflessness and, oh, yeah. and understanding that it's more to, uh, to life than being a selfish musician. <laughs> Because yeah, that's what happens. I mean, like, honestly, I mean, I was with you. You know, I didn't really get any real start or traction with my musical career until I was thirty-two. So, like, <clears throat> imagine being a thirty-two-year-old dude, middle-aged, basically, for the music industry, and then having to fly to Europe and playing a bunch of shows and leaving your two-year two-year-old behind. It's I understand. I have been there. You know, I know exactly how that feels. And uh, you know, yeah. so, so you. It's it's a it, there's a time for you that you have to understand. Well, sometimes you know it's not all about music, you know, and that's okay. There's no you know there's nothing right. wrong with that, you know. Yeah, and, I mean I've lost a lot of friendships because a lot of people call me selfish and this and that, and some of them are just jealous because they're not doing what they love and they're miserable with their jobs. But I mean, like I almost lost my life at you know, real close to the beginning when I absolutely had to pretty much stay away all the time. Yeah. And, uh, she was getting influenced by other people. Um, and, and it got, things got crazy, you know, and, you know, people also like in the business, you know, always tell me, you know, don't give up because you're good at what you're doing. You're getting traction and you, you, you know, like five years really isn't a long time to be, you know, doing this full time. You need to keep doing it. And, you know, which is true. I mean, anything could happen. But even if I kept doing this for 10 years and then I got to the point where I could just tour half the year, mm-hmm. to me, it's just it's not worth it anymore because my kids are then grown. You know, they're they're 18 years old or 17 years old. I don't want to miss it anymore, you know? No, I know. Like last year, I worked a lot. Last year, too, I worked from March to pretty much to May almost every day recording records and my job. And then uh, I got through to May, and I realized that my son had grown three inches. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. It's amazing, you know. And he's crazy. Yeah, it's it's like wow, you're taller. And he goes, yeah, I know. And I went and measured him from that. You could tell on the you know when you put the little notch on the on on you know on the door uh, by the door, and it's like holy shit, he's growing. And I I you know it really does wake you up a little bit. It woke me up, and you know, and now. You know, I go away for four days. That's enough. You know, I'm exhausted. Like, I am exhausted. I don't have the fortitude nor the energy or the endurance to do what I did 20 years ago. Just don't. Right. Not yeah, then you get fat because you eat really bad. <laughs> All I do is eat crap and, and alcohol. I must have gained 
yeah. I don't know, probably close to 80 pounds since I've been touring, which I would think it would be the other way around. Yeah, but yeah. But dollar cheeseburgers and dollar menu at McDonald's, you know, racks up on your stomach, man. Yeah. Well, once I, when I first, one of the early tours I did when I was 20, I actually lost 20 pounds. I was like 145 pounds because I got mono. Wow. And I got so sick that oh. I, I couldn't eat. And I still had to play shows. And it was so brutal. It was so bad. But I, I did it. I got through it. But I got home and my mom, it looked like I had AIDS. It was that bad. Like, oh, gosh. Was <laughs> my poor yeah, mom. In, in January, we all three caught the flu. Oh. Um, I was on tour with Aaron. And we were riding together. And he was opening for Say Anything. Mm-hmm. And Max Bemis got the flu. And then me and Aaron ended up with the flu. They canceled the two weeks, like the rest of the tour. It was nuts. I think I slept for like two weeks mm. and then left again to go on tour. And I still didn't lose any weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need mono is what I need. That's right. You got to get a little mono, get that get that weight <laughs> off. Well, that's horrible advice. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I am... Um, no, I I just can't. Like I said, I I have that I have that sort of uh, I have that respect for people that still do it, and I have that respect and that sort of um, understanding. But at the same time, yeah. I also have the empathy of what it's like to to have to do it. I mean, it's it's your life and it's what you've learned. But you know, there's other things, you know, and, and you know, and I it sounds like you're. You're turning a corner, and something's gonna something's gonna turn. And you know what? You, there's nothing wrong with just writing great records. I mean, the you know, of course not. nothing wrong with that. And I'd be content with it, you know. And I don't even need a label or anything. And really, like we say, we're on labels or we have this or that. But I mean, really, I, I mean, I didn't get no advance. You know, I didn't get any money from it. I paid for the record. Yeah. You know, I mean, I pay for the recordings. Graham helped. Graham did that. Like, he pressed it for me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really, I could still could do really anything I want to do. Um, I just can't. You know, I don't want to. I don't think I want to tour as much anymore. You know, after I lost my friend, it's like, mm-hmm. just open my eyes. So, like, I, I think I need to be home because anything can happen. Yeah. On top of that, like, I'm driving to Canada right now, and I have no clue what's going to happen. Um, this is my first time I've ever toured Canada. You know, I don't know what the money's going to be like. You know, there's a lot of unknown things when you're going into new markets. And, yeah. you know, that that's also scary and gives me anxiety. And, you know, I got to send I got to send money home. So, yeah, I just I think I'm getting to the point where my anxiety is getting so bad. that It's just like it's kind of like not worth it to depend on the music. Um, yeah. Which a lot of my friends and stuff, you know, they're always telling me, dude, get a damn job. What are you doing? You know, like Sammy K, you know, he does merch and stuff like that. And, you know, the guys in Old Wise, everybody has jobs. Yep. Everybody I'm friends with in the bands have jobs. I'm just too stupid to get a job. <laughs> but, I mean, also where I live, it's so seasonal. To find a job yeah. that would cater to my music career, it, it would really have to be mostly in the summer. And then even then, they wouldn't let me go because the summers are so busy. You know what you got to do? You got to drive Uber. There's a spot. I tried that. Yeah. But no? my wife has, she drives the SUV, and that was the only one Uber wanted to let me do because I have a van, obviously yeah. a 15 passenger van, and they wouldn't let me use it. <laughs> and I have no clue why. Wow. But that was the first thing I tried to do when Uber came out. Yeah. Because I would drive people around. I mean, I could drive 
you know, 15 drunk people in the back of this van. Totally. No <laughs> and I would love it. I'd be like, fuck it. I've puked in here before. You can too. <laughs> Sorry for the F-bomb. I'm not sure if you're allowed. No, absolutely. That, but... Go for it. No, okay. and it's it's completely, in, yeah, in, uh, yeah, I've, you know, go for it. Um, it reminds me of this time I, I, re- I was working for a band. I dropped them off in Regina, and I drove back to Vancouver to do a show. And I, I, I had this 15-passenger van, and I p- just started picking up hitchhikers. And the first hitchhiker I picked up, he looked like... You ever seen some About Mary, the Harlan Williams character? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we had the fucking, like, the, uh, the rolled-up uh, carpet. He had everything but the rolled-up carpet. <laughs> so I go, I pick him up, and he gets in, he's, like, super quiet, and go, hey, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Vancouver. I go, oh, yeah, what you doing there? I'm going to Vancouver. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to pick up this other guy. So I picked up like 10 people and we were all driving. I had to go. I was, I was mixing SNFU in Kamloops. So I had to drop everybody off in Kamloops and then I mixed SNFU and then I drove all the way back to Vancouver. But, um, the, it, it was uh, that was uh, it was an interesting uh, drive because we were like doing sing-alongs and then we were like, cause I kept saying like after that one guy left, cause we dropped him off and like, Hey man, we're going to let you off here. Cause he was just creeping everybody out. <laughs> so you need, hey man, you're creeping us out. You need to get out yeah. right now. Yeah, just because you're a hitchhiker doesn't mean you have to be in here. <laughs> was it difficult to get him in out? You no, know, like, we just said, okay, we're all letting you out now. Like this is where we're letting you out. And he's like, okay, so, so he got out and we let him go. But yeah, I know it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. Yeah, but I think Uber would be kind of like the closest thing that musicians could probably do. Um, just to yeah. just do it on your own time and and and, and you know, it's good money if you live in a busy area. Yeah. Like where we are, Uber is super popular. Yeah. Um, especially during the summer because people get so drunk. Yeah, yeah. No, and plus your your town is a tourist town in a way. It's a pretty, you know, like I said, like camping and everything, and the people around there. And it seems like the locals don't really come out much. Right, and when they do, they get, they get DWIs or they <laughs> kill people. Or, you know, I mean, like so many people have died in car wrecks due to alcohol. Yeah. And drugs and stuff. It, it's it's pretty honestly weird and ridiculous, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. obviously it was worse in Louisiana. I could have made a fortune out there. <laughs> For Louisiana, when they did Uber, man, like in, where I'm from, they were like, "Oh yeah, this is great." Because <laughs> it'd be like ten bucks, eight bucks to drive you home, and you don't have to worry about shit. Yeah, I know. We do. Uh, they had a thing. They probably have it in every town, but they have a thing called Keys to Us, where the two cars come. Well, one car comes with two drivers. And the one driver drives your car home for you, and uh, and we've, we've done it a few times. Yeah, we could. They call it up here. It's called Keys to Us, and uh, it's That's an interesting awesome. concept. But it's pretty pricey. But for, to get your car home, you think how annoying it is if you have to leave your car at a bar and then go like yeah. take a cab and then so it's worth the money. And when you've had a few, it doesn't really matter. It's like ah, I'll get my car home. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Hey, you can drive it. I don't even care if you have a license or not. Here, take it home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I really, I wish, you know, the, uh, I was looking at your tour dates and I'm in, it's, uh, I'm in Lake Placid when you're around this area. So I'm going to completely miss your shows. So, uh. I'm turning around now. I mean, yeah. Point. Yeah, go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> because you're, where your town is in, where you're playing in Oshawa is probably 35 minutes from here, from my house. So. Oh, okay. The Atria. It's an interesting. That's an interesting place. You'll have fun there, and that's that's a cool. That's one of the oldest bars in Oshawa, I think, something like that. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm pretty. I'm looking forward, uh, obviously, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I know once I get there and I start spending time with people, 
I think it'll be and eat some poutine, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be really, really good for me. Uh, it could be horrible, but we will find out. I yeah. just have to watch how much I drink. Do you have places but, to stay know, and everything? Um, sometimes. Guillaume is the one. I'm not sure. Do you know Guillaume? Where's that? Uh, well, no, like it's a guy. Named, his name's Guillaume uh, Bernard, I think it is. Oh, where where is he based out of Montreal? Montreal. Yeah, he plays. He plays. He sings for Lost Love. Oh, okay. He has a booking company called uh, Fireworks Collective. Okay. And he's the one that booked all the shows for me. Um, so there are like some people that are let me stay at their house or whatnot. Um, other than that, I'm just gonna do the best I can to not freeze in my van. Yeah. Uh, but I have like a negative sleeping bag. Right. So I'll do the, I'll, I'll I'll do what I have to do to make to save as much money as I can. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Because yeah, hotels are not an option really. But uh, I think no, what we should do, maybe, kind of I will put out a, I, when, well, we'll say now, but I'll say at the very start that if you're looking for somewhere to stay, I'll put the dates that you're around our area. And if anybody wants to come out and put you up, then we'll, uh, maybe we can do a, a, like a punk rock hotel for you or something. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate punk rock hotel is like a couch, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kick the dog right, off so you can sleep toilet. on the couch. Yeah, punk. <laughs> sleep on the toilet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man. Well, good, good luck, and you know, I, I wish you all the success. And it's, uh, I think, unfortunately, I'm not going to meet you on this one, but uh, I think, uh, you know, you're going to meet some good people. Canadians are generally nice people. Um, if you meet bad ones, then they're probably not from here. Oh yeah, man. When I went to Montreal last year, I just I fell in love with all of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely believe that. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, safe drive and. Uh, We'll, we'll talk to you again. All right, man. Appreciate it, bro. Okay, take it easy. All right, boy. Seth Richard from Leading in the Line, everybody. That was a nice conversation. We start, you know, it's tough being on the road. It is tough being on the road, especially tough being on the road by yourself. And uh, Seth, I hope you have a good tour. I hope everything works out for you musically, and I hope that you are happy and Anything you you achieve to do. I know you live in one of the nicest towns in Florida. If not America. I love Destin. I love actually Santa Rosa Beach. So, uh, there you go. There it is. Episode number 175. Knocking on the door of 180, everybody. Don't forget to go to betterhelp.com and use the code word... Well, go to betterhelp.com slash apologue and use the uh, code word apologue uh, when you sign up. Affordable private online counseling. I guess it's private. It's got to be private. Get it anywhere, anytime. Talk with a licensed professional. Get all therapied up. But everybody needs a little bit of therapy from time to time. And it's the best way to do it. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from anything. But anyways, so there you go. Thank you, everybody, for shopping on Amazon. Thanks. What about that yoga mat? Thanks. That's pretty cool. It's a pretty big investment. If you show me a copy of that... Um, the uh, receipt from that yoga mat. I'll send you a t-shirt. How about that? Does that make nice? That's nice, right? All right. So anybody who wants to come on the show, don't forget, if you want to be on the show and you you, you like what's happening here and you like what's going on, go to appalock.ca slash contact and get in touch with me. And uh, if you're a Nigerian prince that wants to get involved with a bank scam, don't, don't go there because... My, there's a, one website I'm maintaining right now that's getting inundated with these crazy people who want me to give them my bank information. 
And I don't think you should do that. It sounds like it's a smart thing to do. So next week, who do I got next week? I got next week. I'm not going to tell you who I got next week because I, uh, oh no, I do. I can tell you. I got Brian from the band Gods of Mount Olympus, which is a piano band, which is awesome. It's, it's coming a little bit late. I think the record came out like a little while ago, but I had, I had some, I had a bunch of episodes to put out before that one. So this one I feel was more important to put out before that. My watch just went ding. I am currently in the lead in my steps competition uh, with my coworkers, and I'm going to be doing some other interesting stuff this summer when it comes to fundraising. Uh, and I'll get more into it as we go along. Everybody, thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next week. Okay, have a good one. And be safe.